Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, the one, the only, Isaiah. It's me. Hi. Um, how you doing? Me, myself? I'm doing okay. This week was a week. Um, I kind of, it's one of those weeks where you kind of do the math and you realize your month has been kind of shitty. Um, but overall, you know, we're here. We're keeping with the keep on. Um, I got a good food corner for y'all. Um, I went to a place called El Asadero this week. It was so good. Um, essentially, they had this thing that was um, in this food group I'm in. Um, I think it's called Chat Down Cincinnati. It's on Facebook or whatever. But um, someone posted a picture of this thing that they called a Berea pizza or pizza Berea. I can't remember. But essentially, it's like a quesadilla style Berea situation. And if you've ever had Berea tacos, Berea taco is just like. It's got this gorgeous meat in it, and it's got this amazing sauce that I believe also has the same meat in it, and it's just amazing. You could dip it in there, and oh, mm, mm, so amazing. Um, So that was just a good way to start this year in terms of food stuff. I mean, not that I've been in a slump with food, um, but that was a good one. Um, But yeah, no, this this month has been not my January, Not, not the way I wanted to start it. But um, I do got some news for you guys. Um, the situation popped off uh, over the week. Uh, I guess over the weekend, starting in, on Mon- Sunday, Monday. But um, got this from AP News and then also um, Al Jazeera. Uh, but essentially, Syria Kurdish forces uh, close in on an IS-controlled prison wing. So the situation, kind of from what I've gathered and surmised... Um, was there were a group of ISIS militants um, who came and tried to do a prison break. And in the situation, they got into this wing that was um, an ISIS, you know, area. Like, in terms of, like, that's where a lot of the prisoners were held. But the, as well as just ISIS prisoners, there was children and women um, even in children as young from the age of 10 were in this prison. And another thing about this prison is that none of these people have been put on trial. Um, they are people who have been detained, but they can't be sent back to the country that they're from because they can't be repatriated. Their country doesn't want them. So they're kind of stuck in this limbo situation where they can't have a real trial, but they're in prison. Um, and so these people were trying to break them out. And in the process, uh, Curtis forces and also SDF force, like were or SDF in general, were sent in to you know suppress them. And so it seems that more or less, um, I think things have more or less been resolved. I'm not entirely sure yet. I mean, these forces are backed by the U.S., um, so you kind of know what that means. <laughs> like they're kind of not playing around here. Um, but essentially, um, just it's it's a rough situation all around. I mean, I know that it, I, from what I've kind of seen, it, it is more or less reported one way. That's why I was glad to kind of go to Al Jazeera and kind of get a little bit more of a balanced perspective on the situation. Um, but definitely, you know, not not good either way, no matter how you slice it, no matter what the POV is. But um, if there are more news, I definitely want to keep you guys posted. But I wanted to kind of inject that in there and talk about that a little bit um syria is definitely one of those uh 
those areas I just I don't know much about, obviously, as just a pleb American. Um, but I like to use this kind of podcast as an attempt to kind of learn more and get myself in there and talk to you guys about it while I, uh, you know, smoke and drink. Also, today is a little bit different. Um, I decided to, instead of do my beer that I normally drink, I switched up to wine this week. So we're doing a red. <laughs> um, so that's, um, you know. That's that's happening. <laughs> the wine, the uh, the Kurdish Syrian forces fighting ISIS militants and stuff. That's happening. Um, also, I got this from CNN. Uh, Burkina Faso's military seizes power in a coup, detains president, and dissolves government. So they're having a busy week in um, Uganda. I'm pretty sure I'm not pronouncing it as right now, but um, Uganda broke. Burkina Faso, um, essentially overnight, um, I want to say it started once again, kind of on Sunday night into Monday, um, the military deposed the president, Roche Kabor, um, and dissolved parliament, parliament, sorry, (laughs) um, but essentially, like, rumors of this were kind of building because what the military wanted was more freedom to fight the I, uh, the the IS militants um, in their area. So they were having their own kind of situation with, um, I believe it said uh, Al-Qaeda militants that they are fighting and dealing with, but essentially the president was like trying to ratchet down the violence. Um, but I think... Um, that that was kind of leading to protests. People were also in support of the military making this coup, even though they had said initially, like, hey, we're not cooing, we're not doing a coup. But the next thing you know, overnight, they took over, you know, the house of residence of the president. And he, I don't believe he's been seen since. Um, but essentially now the military is in power. Um, this is kind of, once again, a situation where the military was kind of backed, but now... It's kind of like, hey, you know, you shouldn't be taking power and, and moving like this. So, I mean, there hasn't been any sanctions or any actions yet. But, um, you know, I will say it seems that the people are at least in support of the military. Um, and it seems that, you know, overall the military's actions, they want to have more force out against, um, you know, what they deem as der- terrorist activities. So, um, you know, definitely... A situation that as oh also CNN brought up something that I like they had a little nugget of information at the end they said that um, Burkina Faso is one of the poorest countries in West Africa despite being a gold producer and I was like damn that's some that's some shit um, I mean I'm sure it is something that is related to the situation at hand um, but um, yeah I just wanted to bring that up it's a fun fact thank you CNN. <laughs> Um, I have an update on the 5G tower situation, but I'm going to schmirk to turn. Hiya. Um, got this from the hill. Um, FAA. Uh, wireless companies agree on steps to deploy 5G towers near airports. So essentially what they're at least saying on paper is that um, 
more data has been put up um, and like shown that kind of supports that, hey, where we are putting the towers exactly, um, how things operate with the software, everything should be fine. Um, and with that, people, I guess, are more okay with it. Um, I might have some more speculations that sometimes money talks and that can kind of grease the wheels and people can kind of do things. The Hill does not say that. That's not stated in the article. But um, essentially, I do have a quote. The FAA used this data to determine that it is possible to safely and more precisely map the size and shape of the areas around airports where 5G signals are mitigated, shrinking the areas where wireless operators are deferring their antenna activations. And this is from the FAA uh, spokespeople, spokesperson, I should say. Um, so, it looks like that's going to free things up. Oh, there's more to the quote. Here you go. Uh, this will enable the wireless providers to safely turn on more towers as they deploy new 5G service in major market, in major markets across the U.S. So, essentially, you know, just a little bit more education on the topic, I guess, and kind of looking around and saying, hey, we're going to deploy this. Things are going to work out. It's going to be a-okay. Awesome. So things are going to be running there. Hopefully there's not going to be any issues. Um, Obviously, if anything pops up, I'll let you know. Um, And some sad news, though, back from CNN, um, there's a report um, into Deadly Stadium Crush will focus on who closed the gate that led to um, loss of lives. So essentially, there was an incident um, I believe it's, it's called like the Africa Cup, but essentially it's like a big soccer tournament uh, throughout the whole country. You know, everyone's coming here. It's in Dawula, Cameroon. Um, but essentially, eight people were killed and 38 were injured um, on Monday in a situation where I guess people were um, crowded by a gate that was closed. And I guess they were supposed to be able to get in. Um and essentially people were stuck and this happened around um round 16 of a match and it led which ended in Cameroon winning in two to one so it's like one of those bittersweet moments but you can kind of understand in those kind of moments where a situation like maybe the game's heating up things are happening people want to get in they thought they could get in this way and they can't and now the people in the front are getting smushed in by the people in the back so it, it is one of those situations where this gate was open like it should have been, then this wouldn't have happened. There could have been a completely avoidable event. So um, they're looking into who closed the gate, and I guess they might go from there in terms of pressing charges, things like that. Um, so it's a sad thing because, um, you know, people come here, it's a world, which is a world event, um, and it's a big deal. And it's sad that, you know, just like any of the situations it, that someone dies. Um, in other news, I do have another update, and this is kind of the last bit we have before we um, hop out. Um, and it's an update in the, not, I wouldn't say the Chauvin case, but I guess just spilling out from the, the Floyd situation, the three other officers are going, their trial started this week. Um, and the names of the officers, uh, we have Alexander Quinn, uh, Thomas Lane, and To. Total, um, and they are charged with depriving Floyd of his civil rights while acting under government authority. 
Um, I believe also two of the officers are charged. Yeah, they have a separate trial in June um, on charges that they aided and abetted uh, both murder and manslaughter. So that's some extra stuff there. But essentially this this trial is starting now. Um, It is kind of a situation where the one defense is... Um, that Floyd was kind of resisting off camera. It wasn't seen, but he was struggling. And that is why things had ratcheted up so much. Um, there is another angle where one of the officers says, Hey, I did speak up, um, and try to say, Hey, you know, you're being too rough. We need to call an ambulance. We need to get an ambulance here as soon as possible. Um, but it just didn't work out. And then there's also another angle that says, hey, Chauvin was just in charge, period. He was a superior officer, and because of the training that I'm supposed to be following, that we're supposed to be following, we followed his lead. And that led to what happened. You know, Chauvin was guilty, totally, and we're saying that because of this man's lead, that that's why we did what we did and we assisted. Um, Now, there's counter to that, um... I mean, you know, obviously with the video evidence um, that, you know, yes, that you did speak up, but you didn't speak up hard enough, obviously. There's also evidence where one of the officers is, like, chastising Floyd and talking to the crowd saying, like, this is the reason why you don't do drugs. Um, So, I mean, it's definitely going to be a lot. It's going to be another layer of this onion to unpeel and see how this goes. Because, I mean, there's definitely... um, arguments to say that hey there's there's shades to this and that these guys did do something that is you know obviously involving guilt um and they should be sentenced but then is should it be as severe um and then if it is as severe for the three officers is there levels even to that um and you know well i guess we'll be getting to that um and you know as always we will keep you posted um but like I said, that pretty much wraps this up. Um, keeping it quick, boom, boom, boom. Um, I should have another installment, though, by weekend's end um, for ya. But uh, you know what time it is, a shill time. Um, I got a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Isaiah News. Uh, essentially, you can go on there. If you click on the Newsy bundle, that gets you um, pretty much a shout-out on the pod. I say a name. Talk about what you want to talk about for a quick second. Um, Also, it's got a Discord where you can kind of hang out, pal around there. Uh, Chit-chat, if you will. Um, What else we got social-wise? I believe, uh, what is it? IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. It might be Isaiah News. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, But that's uh, Gmail. You can hit us up there. Um, we have, uh, Facebook and a Twitter and an Instagram. It's Isaiah News, Isaiah News 1, I think for the Twitter, might be. Um, there's one somewhere in those little program handle things I got. Um, but essentially you can follow us there. Um, Spotify, you can hit the follow button. What else is there? Subscribe to uh, me on the YouTuber thingy. I got that. Um, you know, do the thing. Whatever it is. It keeps you, gets you closer to me. It keeps me closer to you, I'd like to say. Um, 
But yeah, I hope you have a good one. And um, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. You have a good one. Love ya. Bye-bye. Mwah.